So I'm born. I get A plus. <laughs> I get I get network. I would I would then move straight into network plus. I don't want I don't want the hoodie to get a bad rap here. It's not the hoodie's fault, right? <laughs> oh, I love that. That's a, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, maybe maybe the guy fox mask is a touch much, but <laughs> nor do they care to really get into the the minutia of how that even worked. They just know I push button button make things go boom. Ha 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 ha. Game was fun. You know, <laughs> I like that. That's that's a good good definition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully that encompasses my idea of a script kitty out there. Uh, of course, you don't have to be a younger person. It can be anybody that's just new to the game and finds themselves having a good time with uh, stuff that they can find on the internet. They have enough wherewithal to at least use a tool, point it at something, and try to make it go boom. I'm not sure if I'm ready. So is there an exam like or a cert that I can try and start studying for that will help me know if I'm ready? Because, you know, a lot of us think we're not good enough, perhaps imposter syndrome, all that stuff. But now, is there like a litmus test, if you like, or some way that I can, like, is it EJPT or is it CH that can kind of, like, if I go for that and I'm totally lost, then I know I need to go and study other stuff first. Yeah, what it's going to do is if, if 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 you jumped, right, if you're trying to like, make it the shortest possible path to the finish line, as it were. Yeah. Um, and you're like, you know what? I'm not going to take A plus or net plus and security plus. I'm just going to jump to a CEH. I'm going to jump to Pentest plus. You know, I'm going to jump to OSCP or whatever the case is. It's just going to be a lot longer of a learning process because you're going to be basically backfilling that information as you are confronted with not knowing it. Right? So you get to a portion in your training that says – as we all know, Kerberos, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, what the <laughs> hell is Kerberos? Yeah. Uh, okay, maybe I need to learn a little bit about Kerberos and so that I can better understand how a golden ticket attack works and therefore utilize golden tickets once I've gained that access. That's that's what's end up going to happen. So you're going to have this weird, you know, meandering path instead of a more linear path. Not that you won't have dips and valleys or um, uh, crests and valleys. You're going to find that, but... It's going to be much more linear if you follow the prescribed path because people that have come before you have tread that path down and said, man, this is a great way to get to the top of your mountain here. Go so, this okay, way. Okay, give me that way. What is it? Right. So is it A plus first? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the, the person you're talking about is I, I, I have no experience. I want to but I mean, even the, if they've got more experience, they, they can say, okay, I already know that stuff. I can yeah. skip that stuff. If you, if you like feel if, confident if you give, in that. Give me, give, me, give me all the steps. You know, where, How do I get to, yeah. to be where you are? If yeah. you feel confident in that and you're like, okay, security is where I'm going to move. I want security. I, I do recommend Security Plus. It's a great introduction to all the security would, concepts. Is that where you would start or would you go back yeah, to no. A Plus? I, I would start at Security Plus. If, if you just assuming that you already understand, like you've worked with Windows, you understand a bit of server technology, you've maybe played around with that, maybe in virtualization or cloud, or maybe that's uh, something that you have some um, purview into. At, at Let's uh, start at ground, ground zero. Right. Sorry to interrupt yeah. you. So first cert would be A+. Plus. Yeah. If, if, you, if you know about A+, plus kind of stuff, then you can skip that. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So you need to know a little bit about hardware. You need to know what a CPU is, a hard drive is. Yeah, yeah. That kind of stuff. It's going to be... So that's ground zero, yeah. That's ground zero. And then? And then? That's... uh, So I'm born. I get A+. (laughs) I get get network. I would would then move straight into network plus, right? Okay. That's a a great... That's a great um, 
certification. Network Plus or CCNA? I, I would say Network Plus. Only, okay, I disagree with you, but that's and, and, fine. And, Go, and here's why. Because you're a Cisco samurai, right? And you're thinking, I'm going to go be a network administrator. And if you are going to go be a network administrator, absolutely just jump over to CCNA. If you're good, not, good, good answer. If you're not going to be a CCR, uh, a network administrator, then just go grab Network Plus. It's a pretty robust certification. It covers a lot of what you would learn in CCNA or maybe at least ICND, right? Um, yeah. If that's still a thing, right? Back in my day, it was a, it was a thing. Yeah, no, you, you're showing your age. It's yeah, gone, but I know what age, you mean. Right? Yeah. Getting those basic um, skills with networking, even some router switch capabilities and fundamentals of and working with Cisco technologies because they are the most prevalent. Yeah, and then then sorry, to, sorry no, to push you. It's no, just you're right. Now you'll notice in uh, what's cool is in those two certifications, you are going to learn a little bit about security along those ways, which primes yeah. you up for Security Plus, which is more okay. Now we are going to focus on security, and now you've got the trifecta of foundational knowledge, right? So now I'm born. I've got my foundational See, knowledge. <laughs> You're born. You got A plus. Yeah, A plus, Net like plus, what? Security Plus. Well, while a, you're still in the hospital, right, yeah. you got the A plus. Yeah. Still in the hospital. I got a pacifier. I just got my freshly minted Sec plus. I'm happy with my life. Now I've got so, to make a decision. Sorry, sorry. A, so A plus, Network Plus, Security Plus. Those are like foundations. That, right? that to me is like such. They've been around for a long time. They come, what about Cloud Plus? Do you need to learn about cloud? Do you need to learn about? Other techs, technology, you said virtualization. Does yeah. that cover those kind of things? You know, I feel like. What about Linux Plus? Like learning a bit of Linux. So yeah, I'm sorry to push no, you. No, it's just we're like, getting there. We gotta, we gotta take it bite at a time, right? Yeah. You will learn a little bit about Linux in A plus. You won't be a Linux person by the end of A plus, but you'll have some basic understanding and some basic familiarity with the Linux system. I do recommend becoming. Much more familiar with Linux. So Linux Plus is going to be a great or LPIC or something where you are Linux focused because you are going to spend a ton of time in Linux operating system working with it, using it. Uh, you might not be a Linux admin, right? You don't you don't necessarily need that level, but you do need to understand the operating system at more than a basic level, right? The the I, I want to keep using the word basic, but not just a, oh, I can list files and I can... Uh, you know, kind of move around the system a little bit or maybe start a service. I need to have some just above those basic level uh, familiarity with it. Then, But I like what you I like what you said earlier. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I just want to make this point for everyone watching. You're not as saying that these are the certs you have to go and get. You're saying this is the kind of knowledge you need to get. Right. So it those certs, kind of gives us a list of knowledge that you, right. need, you need to try and get. You got to remember what certs do. They They represent a body of knowledge. They give you the the token, the the challenge coin that says, I've been through the war a little bit on that. Here's my proof that I did it. Mm. And then I have at least some level that everybody can kind of look to. You don't have to have the cert to do that, but it's a great way to prove that those things. There's other ways of proving those things, but that is a very tried and true method for doing that. All right. So learn some Linux. We've got so we're A plus, Net plus, Security plus, maybe now yeah, Linux you, plus. You, sorry, you're born A plus, yeah, Net plus, yeah, Security plus, yeah, maybe some Linux, maybe yeah, some Linux. Like, Dive yeah. in that. Maybe just install that and make it your daily driver, right? Really challenge, push yourself to to work with that. <laughs> That'll be that's a fun ride, right? Ooh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't download Suicide Linux, by the way. It's crazy. It, <laughs> it deletes your hard drive every time you make a wrong command. 
Oh, nice. Yeah. Now I would disagree with you on that. I would rather put Linux in a VM in the beginning, but I know where you. Go. I know. Yeah. I know where you're yeah. going with this. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of forces you to like sink or swim kind of idea. Yeah. But um, then from there, now it's time to start understanding where do I want to go with security. Do I want to be yeah. a defender? Do I do I find working with um, the defensive concepts and and toolkits a, a very engaging proposition? Or am I more that uh, I, I like the offensive side of things? I think hacking's cool. I want to learn more about that. Maybe it's just a, I mean, I'll just cards on the table. I thought hacking was cool. I thought it was cool to be able to bypass a security system and or just a system in general. Maybe it's not necessarily secure. But how do you do that? You know that that I want I want to I want to dip my toe on the on that that side of the fence without putting the shiny bracelets on and having a guy with a hat and a gun take me away. Because um, <laughs> it just seemed like a really cool thing to do and it seemed like a lot of fun. And I was absolutely right about yeah. that, at least personally. But I have to make that choice, at least in the onset, because I need to start specializing. I need to start honing a craft and building a skill that makes me marketable if I'm career-minded. And so I can move into that. So I want to be a SOC analyst Seems like a really cool job. I'm, I'm, I'm putting out fires, right? Oh, we've got a malware infection. I'm doing a bit of incident response. I'm doing a bit of incident handling. I'm doing a bit of uh, forensics, maybe. I'm also, you know, tweaking IPSs and IDSs and working with Splunk and all sorts of cool stuff like that. That stuff is cool, right? That's also cool. That's what you find. Then you're going to start looking toward the CISA plus. Um, that's uh, a really good certification, honestly, for Blue Team side of things. I've recently started playing around with a, a new certification called Blue Team Level 1. It's It was great. It's phenomenal. It's a really – they are trying to create a – basically, you know how we have all these OSCPs and things of that nature, a practical, hands-on certification for Blue Teamers. That's what Blue Team Level 1 is attempting to be. I think they've done a really good job with that. Great, great uh, stuff there. So uh, start working your way toward that. And then you're going to look at industry certifications for that. Splunk has their own certifications. You know, firewalls will have their own certifications. They're going to start getting uh, more niche at that point in time for those blue teamers that, that want to go down that road. And that's where you would focus and gain as far as certification goes. Obviously, you're going to need skills in those areas. So you're going to have to start working with those technologies and gaining the applicable skills. And even Cisco, right? They have security certifications as well. So if I'm working with networking and I'm trying to make that a more secure environment via the networking portion of things, you can go Cisco route. A lot of great stuff there. If I'm working my way toward a red team type of idea, I want to be offensive. I want to be a VA, vulnerability assessor, maybe do some auditing, maybe do some pen testing, web application pen testing, and maybe start moving toward true red teaming, cool stuff like that. Well, then you're going to want to go down the CEH, Pentest Plus, and you're like, which one? Why not both? I, mean, I would probably start with Pentest Plus, though, because it's cheaper, right? So it's, if, you, if money is an issue, but the opposite side of that coin is going to be industry recognition. So what are you getting on as far as a return on your investment when it comes to actually getting that certification? That's also one of the downsides to EJPT is they're not yet as industry recognized. They don't have... 8570 compliance. I'm pretty sure they're probably working on that because that's just what we do in this industry if you really want to gain some credibility. Whereas CEH has that. Maybe you've got Security Plus already, which does have 8570 compliance. 
But now you really want to prove that you are more focused on doing offensive things. CEH is great for that. Okay, now I've got CEH, which is also 8570 compliance. It's also got a lot more industry recognizability than EJPT. Or I'm going to, you know, this is where you have to start making decisions on return on investment. Okay. I know it's, what is it, like 1200 bucks or 900 bucks or whatever it is for, for CEH versus, I want to say it's around 400 something for Pentest Plus. I think it's about the same for EJPT. Okay. I'm going to pay less money up front, but I'm going to have a harder time finding people that recognize it versus I'm going to pay more money up front, but I'll have, I'll cast a wider net in the job field. You got to weigh that and balance that and make that decision for yourself. That's going to come down to a personal thing. From there, you're going to go, I would recommend going through some e-learn security stuff, OSCP as well. Continue to move your way up the ladder. At this point, you're probably pretty marketable. You also want to be padding all these skills with writing reports and putting them in GitHub, doing CTFs, putting that in GitHub, you know, making YouTube channel and playing with technologies. I've been recently playing around with Raspberry Pis. What can I do? What can I uh, what can I make this thing do? Well, it's it's a really cool platform. Actually, yesterday I built a um, a Raspi Zero with an Ethernet connector that I can drop as long as I plug it into a network port with DHCP. I can drop it on your network, go home, grab my cell phone, log into my AWS server, and then gain a shell back from my my Pi Zero from inside your network. And now I've got to pivot inside that network. Right? Cool stuff. Get to playing. Write something up about it. This is the journey I went through creating that. Put it in your GitHub, your LinkedIn profile. Be active in the community. These are the tertiary things, the intangible things that we do that shows that, yes, not only do I have certifications, but this is me being passionate, me having drive and purpose of going after this. I want to be in this community. I'll do, you know, I'll do anything to land that position, to gain in some insight. I want to do this as a profession. If I'm a hiring manager, I've said this before, anybody that's heard me talk before, if I'm a hiring manager and I see all this, I'd be a fool not to hire you. If I'm looking at the rest of the candidates and they've got, they've got OSCP, right? Let's say you've got A plus, net plus, security plus, LPIC, um, you've got uh, CEH, and you've done a bunch of CTFs. You're active on LinkedIn. You got a ton of connections. You got a YouTube channel doing walkthroughs. You got a bunch of like, um, like reports you've written up on uh, on your walkthroughs for your CEH, and you've written them as formal reports. Put those in. I see all this. Yeah, OSCP is nice, and you probably got some skills. But I'm going to take a long, hard look at this person as well because they've done a lot. Oh, they're going to conferences. They're speaking and engagements. They've created a meetup. Tell me you're not looking at this person, right? Tell me that this person doesn't seem super valuable to you, even though they don't have an OSCP, right? I don't know about you, but I, I, I would find them to be highly valuable, shows them to be highly motivated. Not that the person that just has OSCP isn't awesome, but maybe they're just, they've been doing it a while and that was something they did and they got that. And now they're looking for a job. Like, why are you looking for a job? You just got OSCP. Maybe you're new to it. Oh, okay. If you're that new, maybe they've got more experience actually because of all these things that they've done. Where's your experience? 
where does that come from? I don't know. You haven't, you haven't shown me. You just show me OSCP. So it's hard to say this is the, the magic bullet or that is the magic bullet. It's really, it's really the machine gun you build with a bunch of bullets inside of it that you use to uh, gain entry into this world and make it your career and become a voice that people want to listen to. But we've got the flip side of this where people who are script kiddies just, they don't understand what they're doing. They like dangerous. So I've, I've asked this question before to others. You know, when do you stop being a script kitty and how do you stop being, being a script kitty? And what is like, could you give me your definition of what a script kitty is and how you become like a proper hacker? Sorry. All right. Well, we'll, we'll start with the definition and then we'll work with uh, the solution to that, right? So yeah. the, the, my definition of a script kitty is somebody that does not understand technology, right? But they want to... They they want to do those those cool hacky things. They want yeah. to break into systems. Mister Mister Robot, yeah. right? They oh, they yeah. want to cause some havoc. They want to they want to cause some chaos. You typically see them a lot. Uh, hence hence the idea and the name behind Script Kitty is these are usually younger individuals that don't have as much knowledge and experience as the rest of us, but still want to play the game, right? They still want to be involved, and because of their we'll say immaturity that they might just not care what they do or the havoc or the damage that they cause, nor do they care to really get into the the minutia of how that even worked. They just know, I push button, button make things go boom, ha, 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 game was fun. You know, <laughs> I like that. That's, That's a good, good definition, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully that encompasses my idea of a script kitty out there. Uh, of course, you don't have to be a younger person. It can be anybody that's just new to the game and finds themselves having a good time with uh, stuff that they can find on the internet. They have enough wherewithal to at least use a tool, point it at something, and try to make it go boom, right? So that would be a script kitty. Now, that being said, we all probably start off as script kitties because we don't understand how these things are working, but some of these things are, uh, they have a low entry point level. It doesn't take much to get into the, to, for the ticket price, right? Double click right. and you, you, you double something click. away. Yeah. So I think of like uh, the... Uh, High orbit ion cannon, low orbit ion cannon that Anonymous used. You know, said, "Oh, download this tool, put this in the box, and hit go," and it works, right? And they did a denial of service attack. Boom, you're done. Or just distributed denial of service attack. Well, let's be very technical here <laughs> for those neckbeards out there. Went well, Daniel. Actually, yeah, it's a distributed. Yes, I know. It's this. We're talking in generalities here. Let's don't try not to be too technical out there. Um, you need to understand that we all start there, and we need to wash that off. Right. If you stay there, that's when the pejorative of that term starts to really take effect. You don't want to stay in that. So how do I move from there? How do I how do I apply the soap and water to this and get it off of me? Well, it's using the old noodle, right? It's getting in there and going, why did that work? Hmm. Well, what if I wanted to make my own? What if I wanted to do a custom thing like this? Why did this even work to begin with? Start asking the questions. If you're not an inquisitive person by nature, then you're not really a hacker, are you? Because that's the hacker mentality. What is this? How does it work? Let's poke it with a stick. Let's you know. Let's pour some water on it. See what it does. Oh, that's I let the magic smoke out. Oh no, uh, that's that's not good. But I learned something, and I'm going to use that knowledge. And I'm going to apply it. And I'm going to figure something else out. Uh, maybe I can saran wrap this thing, and it'll still run. And I can then pour water on. You know, this, this is just the idea. I want to learn how this works, and then I want to learn where 
I guess what I always say is, I want to learn how it works, then I want to learn how I can make it work. What can I make it do? That's when you really have crossed the border of I am no longer a script kitty and I can now don the I'm a hacker, right? So it's like understanding what you're doing, yeah? Yeah. Rather than just doing some tool and not having any clue what you're doing. Exactly. If you're just a person out there building a a toolkit of, uh, okay, I'll try that. If that doesn't work, then I'll try this. No, if that doesn't work, I'll try that. Aha, it worked. Yay, I'm a hacker. Look at me. Eh, you're a script kitty. Right. I thought I thought I thought we, when you wear a mask or you wear a, a hoodie, then you become a, a real hacker. <laughs> yeah, listen, I wear hoodies, man. They're they're, they're very comfortable. <laughs> I don't want I don't want the hoodie to get a bad rap here. It's not the hoodie's fault, right? <laughs> oh, I love that. That's a... <laughs> that's good. Yeah, maybe so, maybe the guy fox mask is a touch much, but <laughs> you would stop being a script kitty when you actually have a kind of a clue of what you're doing, right? Um, and again, the path to that would uh, is like. Um, CTFs, hack the box, stuff like that, because that really gets you to, uh, or try hack me, it gets you to understand what you're doing. And then also like certifications like EJPT, um, OSCP, stuff like that. Is that right? Yeah, that, that, that's exactly right. Now now you've said, okay, it's fun to push the button and watch things go boom, but I, I really don't want to be, you know, a poser. You know, that that's that's ultimately at the end of the day, you decided, I, I like this and I want to understand it. It seems interesting. And I want to see how this works. I want to I want to get under the covers here with it and see what's happening under the hood, and then go. Oh, the problem was that you didn't check to make sure X was happening, and it just allowed me to do whatever I want. You know, you think of something like the um, um, that it was an SSH version. What was it? It wasn't open SSH, was it? Maybe it was the best. SSH. Some, there was an SSH version that was just giving people root because you asked for it. Yeah. Right? I, I was, I came out like a year or two ago. I forget the exact, um, it's escaping me at this point, but you just go, Hey, I'm logging in as root. And I go, are you really root? Yeah, I'm really root. Okay. Come on in. You know, that was a flaw in the design. Somebody found it. How did they found it? Well, they were interested in how the system worked and they just didn't take it for granted that it worked. They wanted to see if I poke at this thing, what what does it do? You know, that was one of the big things I learned as I got into security was that failing is part of the job. You're you're going to fail a lot. You're going to try something and it's not going to work. I used to get kind of like uh, paralyzed by, well, maybe that'll work and maybe this will work. And I didn't want to start throwing things at the machine until I thought I had the right answer. And now I see that's probably not the right way to go about it. Start throwing everything that you think that it might be at the machine until you come to the right answer because, A, that's a more efficient way of going about it. You learn a ton by doing that because usually you uncover things doing that that you wouldn't have if you just tried uh, less frequencies uh, behind that. You All of a sudden you go, oh, that did something weird. I didn't expect that. What is? I like that, yeah. Yeah, so you start – that's that organic learning, right? You're playing around with it, and now you go – well, why would it do that? Let me look at this documentation over here. Let me, okay, well, this is a Flask app. So let me learn a little bit about Flask. This was, I kind of threw a, a weird error. Let me, let me look at that error. Oh, well, that is because of X and that's turned on. And is there any kind of exploit? Oh, there is an exploit to that. Awesome. See, it becomes this organic. That's why, that's why I really push methodology. That is the number one thing. Tools and concepts and skills, absolutely necessary. But applying them through a methodology 
is really what makes you successful as a hacker is going. So explain explain your methodology, sorry. So methodology is just like, how do I start from nothing, learn about this? And what, are, what are the steps that I normally take that are successful for me, right? And have been successful for other people. That's why we all talk to each other and say, you know, what's your methodology? What do you normally do? How, how do you, you seem to be pretty successful at this, so you must be doing something right. Tell me your process. What do you go through? This is hacking gold when people tell you, this is how I approach this. So how, how would I learn that? Because you know, it's like a lot of things, you know, some things like troubleshooting skills, it yeah. comes with experience. It's, yep. um, it's difficult so, to teach that. So do you have like sort of like, I wouldn't say shortcuts, but like tricks to help learn a good methodology or where do I learn this stuff? So I, I think it's twofold for the most part. It's going to be one, you've already said it, experience, which you can gain through CTFs. It doesn't have to be a real world system. Uh, but if you want it to be, you can get into like bug bounty hunting and now it is a real world system. And there you go. It's probably going to be a, a lot harder for you if you're new to it, but it's it's not an impossible way to go about it. And it will be a real world engagement. Other than that, it's going to be CTFs, try hack me's, that kind of stuff. Um, and engaging with that. The, uh, and that's how you're going to gain experience for, okay, I've tried, I've, I've downloaded 10 CTFs from VulnHub. Or I'm going to do 10 CTFs on Hack the Box. First thing I need to do is X. Why do I do that? Well, so-and-so said this is a pretty good way to start. And remember, you're not the first person to trod this path. Yeah. Look at those people that come. So start looking for other hackers that are willing to give out that information. This is why I give that information out when you come to IT Pro TV. I harp on building methodology, and you get to see what I do that has been successful for me. That's what I'm trying to help you put those pieces together. So if you're watching me, you're going to learn my methodology. And from that, you're going to learn, well, you know, for me, I tend to see this tool like works better for me. I like the output better. It's, it works with the way my brain works a little bit better. So Daniel might use Nmap, but I'm going to use MassScan because I like it better. All right. So now that's your custom methodology. And now... Uh, taking documentation, how do I document my process so I don't miss things, right? That becomes a part of my methodology that I document what's going on. May, some people create mind maps. Some people do flat files. Some people do screenshots. Some people do uh, all the above. Just depends on you, what you like and what makes sense to you, what works for you. That's how you start building that methodology. First, you look to others that have come before you, see what they do, try all those things, Pick the one that you like the best. If you don't find something that really fits you, now you're challenged to create your own. And that's where that that whole idea of maybe some programming skills could be helpful. So sorry, I mean like CTFs is one way. Yeah. And the second way is to like uh, learn from people like yourself or yep. others in the industry. Yep. Um, like a I mean, I, I see this a lot. Way. You know? These are the ways. It's not just yeah, one. It's, it's diff all. Diff it's different all. ways, yeah. yeah. And I mean, when it comes to trainers, I mean, some people may prefer my training, yep. but they may hate my training. And, you know, it's find the people that you enjoy learning from who whose training you, you enjoy and, and I, learn the I've most from. I've totally seen that. I have, I have yeah. sat in training and gone, I, I'm ready to pour bleach on my eyes or something because <laughs> this is so not for me. And yeah. then other, everybody else is going, this is the best training I've ever had in my life. Very subjective, right? This is our experience. Everybody's yeah. different. Use what, what, what's best for you. Right. If you are the kind of person that likes 
doing stuff and and really making concepts and tools and skills concrete in you be, by by applying that, you're going to want to come and watch my training because that's what I try to do. Everywhere I can, it's not just going to be, uh, well, this is how that works and good luck with that. It's going to be, all right, this is how this works and now I'm going to prove it to you because here is it working and now you can see how that looks because a lot of that, the devils are in those details as far as I'm concerned yeah. where if I tell you this is how you do uh, an LFI, right? A, a local file inclusion uh, exploit, right? Uh, uh, exploit that vulnerability. You go, okay, cool. But then whatever. I go, right, whatever. So I can read files on, on, on the local machine. But then I go, but you still know what that looks like. You just know that I can read files. Well, does it, does it just show up a white piece of screen with black text on it or are there images or what is that? What, how does that actually look? That's a great question. Let's go look at that. Let me yeah, show you. Here's a web application with an LFI vulnerability. Let's going to exploit it using the technique we just learned. And here's how that actually looks in real life. It dumped out onto the web page, or maybe it's it's lurking in the source code. And when I look at the source, I see, oh look, there's the Etsy password files of this machine. Oh, I didn't know that was hidden in there. Great. Now you know what not only what the attack technique is and the concept behind it. But you have some experience with it, and you can replicate that because I'm telling you, this is the vulnerable machine I'm using. You can download that, put it in your virtualization, or log into this platform and use and fire this up and go here, click that, do this. Now you've done it. Oh, now go try somewhere else. Look for other machines that have that as a vulnerability. Don't look for the answer and see if you can replicate it somewhere else. Again, this is how we build up real skills. This is how we really get good at what we're doing. And we can say, I, I know what I'm doing here. So tell me, um, Daniel, w when do you stop learning? <laughs> that is on the, um, I'm going to say about 12 a.m. on the 5th and ever. Because, I like that. Yeah. This is a, this is a life. You, if you want to be a hacker, you're a lifetime learner. Because there's always, yeah, I mean, no, always new technologies. Sorry, yeah. Just always new technologies coming out. you got to be prepared to learn about and exploits for the benefit of mankind. <laughs> yes, I mean, like you start off with a script kitty. Yeah. Um, you're doing dumb stuff, perhaps. Um, then you learn some more. And then it's it's like when you climb a mountain, there's just more mountains to climb, isn't there? Um, you mustn't see that as a bad thing. You must just keep on learning because um, it never stops, does it? Yeah. And, and don't be afraid of the failures you're going to encounter. Yeah. Right? Because a lot of the best growth you're going to experience is going to come from failing. Uh, trial and error, heavy on the error, right? Because you learn, it's the Edison and the light bulb uh, story where the, you know, I said, oh, it took, you 90, it took you 100 tries before you got the light bulb, right? And he said, I didn't fail. I learned 99 ways not to make a light bulb, yeah. right? It's perspective. If you start to look at your failures more as learning experiences, Okay, I know that doesn't work. I know that's not what they mean when they say this. How much how much better are you going to do when it comes to taking your certification exam or you're sitting at uh, behind the desk at a job and you're you're working with those technologies you go, "Well, I know it ain't that because I've tried that and that that junk don't work." So, uh it's got to be more like this. You are learning every time you fail and always make yourself your your biggest competition, right? 
Don't worry about, you know, this is why imposter syndrome is such a, a problem in the industry yeah. is because it's easy to look outward and go, oh man, Dave Kennedy is a beast. You know, John Hammond is, oh, that guy is crazy smart. And they are, those are super smart people. They, they're just in a different, different place in life than I am. They've, they've had more experiences. They've different experiences. They're different than you. They're different than the people that are listening to this. So stop comparing yourself to them and just say, Hey, I've got something to bring to the table. It might, might be something you already know. It might not, but I'm willing to share with anybody that needs it. And I'd love to learn from people that have stuff that I need to learn. And you'll notice that those are the people in the community that get a, a very warm welcome and they do really well and they learn a lot and they're successful, right? Because they're giving back as, as much as they're taking. 